0: champions mojo is part of the cg sports network
1: because i know other people go through it i've heard other people's stories you know you see it on other people's faces even like people are struggling and if me sharing my story can help even just one person then i think it's completely worth it welcome to the award-winning champions mojo hosted by two world record holding athletes and health life and leadership coaches be inspired as you listen to Conversations with Champions. And now, your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker.
0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast. And today, again, I am co-hosting with Maria Parker. Hey, Maria. Hey, Kelly. And of course, we will introduce our guest today. And she's right there with us, Maddie or Madeline Bannock. Welcome to Champions Mojo. Thank you for having me. We're so excited. So... We are going to be talking with Maddie Bannock, who is a nine-time SEC champion and an NCAA champion who graduated from the University of Tennessee. Maddie specializes in sprint, fly, and free, and she currently swims professionally. Her first year as a pro, she was a member of the LA Current, and then she switched to the Energy Standard team. And during this 2020 season, where she had an outstanding breakout year with the Energy Standard. In addition to her career as a professional swimmer, Maddie is using her past challenges to help others. Maria, can you tell us
2: a little more about that? Sure, Kelly. Amongst her successes in the pool, Maddie had tough times during her time at Tennessee. After years of fighting anxiety and depression, she came to a very low point and contemplated suicide. She left school to receive treatment and came back with a zest for life and swimming. She went on to be voted captain of her team and win the NCAA in the 200 medley relay her senior year. In addition to her professional swimming career, she's now an advocate for mental health awareness, hoping to help others avoid the despair that she's endured. So we're really delighted to welcome you, Maddie, to Champions Mojo.
0: I'm very yeah. excited to be here. <laughs> Yes, wonderful. And also, we forgot to say that you're a fellow member of CG Sports, like uh, like our podcast. So um, that's right right in there. So Maddie, let's start off. I I know our listeners are going to be like, oh, well, what happened? So tell us about that low point in your life.
1: For me, I had been struggling a bit since high school with some mental health issues, and I wasn't officially diagnosed until my freshman summer of college. And, you know, I went through talking to a therapist, seeing a psychiatrist, you know, trying different meds, trying to do, be more mindful like they teach you. But I ended up just being in a spot where I was so focused on school and relationships and swimming that I was having a really hard time trying to better myself with all this other pressures going on. So I reached a really low point and I, you know, I sat there one Sunday morning and contemplated suicide. And I reached out to my therapist for basically one last cry for help. And she actually got a hold of my roommates before I could do anything. And so they, like those three people basically saved my life. And after that, I decided that I was going to need some real help um, to be able to, you know, get back to a place where I wanted to swim and wanted to be alive. Um, So I left, I went to a treatment center for a month, you know, learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about other people and you know, how many amazing different journeys people go on in their life. I came back to the university and I still wanted to swim. I was really excited to rejoin the team and that itself was a challenge for many different reasons, but eventually I was able to come back and um, yeah, now I just, I like sharing what I went through because I know other people go through it. I've heard other people's stories, you know, you see it on other people's faces, even like people are struggling. And if me sharing my story can help even just one person, then I think it's completely worth it.
2: Have you had experiences where when you spoke with a group that somebody came up to you afterwards and said, thank you for sharing, because I felt the way you felt?
1: Yes, more than you can imagine. It's, it's quite, I'm incredibly humbled and, you know, honored that I'm able to you know, make an impact in someone's life when they're going through something hard. And it does make me sad that it's almost a like bittersweet reaction when someone comes up to me and they're like, thank you for sharing. Like I'm going through something similar because I never want anyone to have to go through something like that. But I'm also really happy that maybe me and like sharing my story can help them, you know, have the strength or the courage to ask for help and get better.
2: That would be my next question is, you know, what things can you tell us to help people who are going through what? What have you learned, or are going through difficult periods?
1: I guess what I've really learned is when someone's going through a difficult period, a lot of times they just need someone to listen and someone to talk to. You know, I try my best to be a listening ear. I actually talked to my therapist about this this week because um, I've been trying to help you know a handful of people recently, and she had to kind of remind me that like I'm not a therapist. Like I can be there to listen and lend a hand, but. Um, it's not my job to fix and I'm a fixer. I like to fix people and fix things. So, you know, I have to kind of remind myself that like, I'm here to listen. I'm here to give you advice and point you in the right direction of seeking counseling or seeking treatment. But you know, that's honestly, that's usually what I try to shoot for when I'm trying to help someone be a listening ear, but also point them in the direction they should go. And
0: Maddie, when you took that time away from the pool, so we all know, you know, that athletics is incredibly challenging and pressure filled at times. And so you took that time out of the water, probably in a very long time. What did you learn about yourself during that time off? And when you were in a treatment center, what did you learn about yourself?
1: Wow. I learned... A lot about myself. Um, I think especially as swimmers, like we don't really take time off. Like we don't have an off season, you know, like you're, you might get like one or two weeks a year, but you're always training, always in the water, always focused on the next thing. Um, So it had been a long time since I was not doing some sort of sport or extracurricular activity. And like when you go to treatment, you're literally focused to work on yourself for like nine hours a day, every single day. Like that's the point. So, you know, I learned honestly a lot about my weaknesses and some of my like more toxic traits Um, because I think it's really easy, especially when you're in a down moment to, you know, blame someone else for the way you're reacting. So I learned a lot like about, I was very prideful, you know, and I had a really hard time owning up to my mistakes and owning up to my actions. Um, So I learned a lot about like the kind of person I was and the kind of person I wanted to be. So I once you identify the like, tox- toxic traits or weaknesses you have, you can start working on them. It's the same as with swimming. Like If you're not a great puller or you're not very good at doing your kicks underwater off the wall, that's what you start to focus on, right? So it kind of allowed me to take these traits that I wasn't very good at and learn a way that I could handle a situation differently um, in a way that I would be more proud of, I guess, would be my... that's such a
2: beautiful, humble answer. I love
1: it. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. And, and we, we've talked a lot on this show about cognitive distortions, which is kind of another way of saying, um, your toxic traits, because Mm -hmm. we, we know from all of the, you know, the thought leaders on depression that mostly, unless it's kind of a hormone induced or chemical, which Dr. David Burns, who is the author of feeling good. And now he's got a new book called feeling Feeling great. Great. He's, he's an amazing, um, you know, he's had 40,000 patients that he's cured of depression, cured, cured, cured. And then, um, he's sold, I think he's sold a billion copies of that book because it's so helpful. It helped me when I was depressed. So he, he really believes that our cognitive distortions are our toxic thoughts, you know, like you just keep pounding yourself with these toxic thoughts or cognitive distortions. So, um, when you were, you know, you went through those nine hours a day of working on Maddie, mm-hmm. then wh- how did you carry that forward? Like what was your, how did you carry what you brought there to, cause you seem great today. you you seem really upbeat and, and how are you, how are you
1: maintaining what you learned in there? Yeah, Definitely. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, they say it takes a month to create a habit. Right. And I truly think that while I was there, I kind of just, you know, got, it got pounded into my brain so much, like how to react to things. You talk about in your tool, your toolkit, the CBT, we did a version, like a subcategory of that called DBT, the dialect behavior therapy. And, um, we did that all the time while I was there, like that was the main focus. And so I just practiced it so much while I was there that even though I was coming home to an environment that, um, you know, I left in a very negative way, it was almost like very comfortable. And I kind of fell back on what I learned in treatment. It's kind of like falling back on your training when you're racing instead of just like having to perform in the moment. So I would say that's the best way for, you know, me to describe that. Like, I I was comfortable now with my new way of thinking. And it honestly was a challenge to, you know, not fall back into old habits. But I also kind of, it, like, enjoyed the challenge of, you know, being stimulated in a way to where I could try out these new things I learned. Like, when you're in treatment, like, it's definitely not easy. But it's hard to have real life situations to apply these things that you've now learned. So I was excited and um, happy to basically try this new way of life, this new way of thinking in my real actual life.
2: That's wonderful. Yeah. So, so moving ahead a little bit, how did you, how do you feel about this incredible breakout season you've had with energy standard? What did that mean to you?
1: Oh, uh, It means the world to me. You know, I'm still like kind of floating on a cloud from it. It had been like, I think it's like three years since I had gone a best time. And it's kind of weird to say because I'd never raced meters before. I did LA Current the first season, but I only swam relays and I did not swim them well. (laughs) I had never swam 100 fly short course meters or 50 fly short course meters, which is basically what I did this whole past season. It was new for me. I had been having some great training before I left and I was really excited, really confident. And then as the season went on, I just kept getting better and it gave me more and more confidence. So it's, you know, it's so, there's just like a weight lifted off of you when you finally reach a goal that you've been working for.
2: That's wonderful. So you you weren't recruited. Is that at least not initially? Tell me about how you got with the standard.
1: Yeah. So I actually, you know, I, originally was like, I'm not going to do ISL this year because of COVID. I was really nervous about it. I don't like being away from home. Like Mm -hmm. I, I love my like group of people in Knoxville. I love my dog. Like I didn't want to leave. And with COVID, it seemed like a great excuse to be like, Oh no, it's okay. I won't do it this year. But then all of my Tennessee elite teammates actually started joining teams. And I was like, okay, it would probably be really fun to, you know, be overseas with them. Even if we're all on different teams, like we still get to see each other. And if my whole training group's leaving me, then I don't have to train by myself for six weeks. And I didn't want to do that. So I started reaching out to teams and I usually was either ignored or told that um, they were full which it was late in the season. So I do believe that some of them were full, but I think, you know, some of them definitely were just like, I don't think you're fast enough. I hadn't had a good swimming season in like three years. And so I was actually doing a practice one day and we were doing suited up uh 75s of fly from the blocks. And I did one and it was really good. It felt really good. It felt fast. And I looked at my coach and I was like, maybe I should just do a hundred, you know, see what I can do. And our manager was actually there and he was videoing us and I didn't know he was taking videos, but he was. So he videoed my hundred fly and, and I ended up going a 50.6 hundred fly in like a four foot pool with one of the really old blocks. Like I kind of amazed myself. And that was the fastest time I've gone since 2015, I think in the hundred fly uh, yards. And so um, they post that to their social media and you know, Stone Swim gets a hold of it, and I guess the energy standard coaches got a hold of it. And they had been looking for a, f- a free and flyer um, for relays initially. And so they reached out to me, and I had a couple other teams reach out to me after that, actually. But it's very <laughs> <Too> hard- late. <laughs> yeah, I know it's very hard to say no to the defending champions. So I was like, yes, of course, I'd be absolutely honored. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, So, so let's put that in perspective for some of our non-swimming listeners. When you said you suited up, that means putting on, I'm just, I'm just giving some lingo here, putting on a very tight technical suit. That is the ones that I'll, you know, you race at when you're at the Olympics for anybody listening there. And then um, the idea that you're, um, you're swimming this fast, I want to ask you, what do you think? So, so, so let's talk about your best shot at making the Olympic team mm-hmm. and how you're going to deal with both if you make the team and if you don't make the team. Yeah. Let's definitely. practice, practice your, your DBT or CBT. Yeah. So give so us an us, example. Yeah. Give us the scenario work. of, um, you making the team, what event it is or, you know, what your best shot is and then, and then how you, you may not and how you're going to feel about that.
1: Yeah, definitely. For me, I'm a very like, future focused person. So I usually get myself in trouble when I'm thinking too far in the future and not staying in the moment. So I really have to bring myself back to the moment. Like, let's say we're at trials, I'm going for the 100 fly at trials. That's definitely my main event. Um, So while I'm there, I'm gonna have to, you know, one, trust my training. That's one of the biggest things. And I feel good about my training. So um, that's pretty solid. But as I get nervous for it, I really try to invest in my teammates. Like that's one of the big things, like have fun. I'm one of those like weird goofy people, like even as I'm like getting ready to go up to the blocks, like I just have to keep the energy light. If I'm really starting to like feel very, very anxious, then I do this um, technique. It's the five, four, three, two, one. I'm sure you guys have probably heard of it. It's very common, but it's like five things you can touch, four things you can see, three things you can hear, Two things you can smell, one thing you can taste, or you can switch out those last two. And, you know, it's really supposed to ground you and bring you back into the moment. And that really helps for me. I use it all the time whenever I'm starting to feel very overwhelmed, very stressed, you know, which I assume will probably happen at trials. Um, And it just kind of brings me back to the moment. But, you know, if I I make the team, you know, I'll be ecstatic. Like, (laughs) that's the dream of every swimmer. Um, But if I don't make the team, like, I'm – very like I can like pretty easily refocus on what's next. I actually do this thing before or after I race, whenever I have a swim, which, you know, I kind of put it into any life event I have these days after you swim and you have a race, you have to give yourself time to feel, um, whether it's a happy feeling or you're upset about a race. If you just try to push that down, it's gonna bubble up at some point, whether it's happiness or sadness, like you have to let yourself feel it. So usually after a race, I'll take, you know, a good like two to five minutes, maybe I'm warming down, maybe I'm grabbing a protein shake and let myself feel whatever I'm feeling. And then after that, it's time to refocus on what's next. Um, So it will be a very similar situation to with trials. If it goes the way I want to, then I'll feel really happy and I'll focus on the Olympics. If it doesn't go the way I want to, then I'll be really upset, you know, let myself feel it. And then I'll refocus for the next ISL season. And that's just kind of how I try to, you know, go about doing things.
2: That is so, so mature. So incredible. You really did learn a lot. Did you, are you a a
1: new person? I am. You can ask my friends. Um, They're like, you're completely different than when you left. I think I still have all my good qualities, but I've definitely ironed out, ironed out the wrinkles. (laughs) Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Beautiful, Maddie. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've nailed it. Like this is, I I hope people are deeply listening to your answers because it's just, it's so powerful. And uh, the other, the other thing um, you mentioned the toolkit and I I have to, you know, it's it's not a plug because it's free. Um, (laughs) Anyone who's having anxiety and depression or either, or, or both um, on our champions mojo website forward slash toolkit, we've created a, toolkit for depression and anxiety, which has multiple, there are like eight things on it that um, help. It's from CBT to this thought diary app recommendations or videos to watch. that are really easy. It's all in one place. And um, Maddie, you said you really thought there were some valuable tools there, right?
1: Yeah. A lot of stuff that is in that toolkit I use. I love the app idea. Um, I don't use that specific app, but I use one that's very similar Um, You know, the journaling, the meditation and the yoga is just such a good idea. You know, videos are great. I know there's some videos in there to watch. Like um, it's just like listening to a podcast, like learn what you can from other people who are, you know, going through it or know how or have the experience of helping people deal with it. Like that's a very like easy and, you know, inexpensive way to grow as a human.
2: Yeah. And I love the way you describe allowing yourself to feel, cause we're not talking about like changing your feelings necessarily. We're talking about allowing yourself to feel and then saying, okay, you know, what's a better way to go or what's a, you know, because like you know, we all experience anxiety. We all get, you know, we all get down, bad things happen. And, 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 you know, CBT and DBT both, you know, help you to take your thoughts and you know, and, and and turn them into something that can actually help you rather than mm-hmm. drag you down. So and you're just such a great example of somebody who took what she learned. And, you know, now you're doing even more than becoming a better person. You're leading in this. So can you tell us about your aspirations for sort of this area of your life in terms of leading?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so right now, especially with swimming, I can't do too terribly much because um, my focus is swimming. But, um, you know, I try to do podcasts or um, do articles with people before COVID I was going to universities, going to organizations and, you know, telling my story, giving speeches. Um, and I do really love doing that. I think eventually I would love to start some form of organization. I love the way that like uh, the company hidden opponents works on Instagram. It's a bunch of college athletes who are vouching for mental mental health. And I love the idea of that. I definitely want to work, keep working with athletes of varying ages. So I think eventually when I'm done swimming, I would love to, you know, tackle more into this and, you know, try to do more than just talk um, with mental health. But yeah, that's definitely the route that I would like to go down.
2: Well, talking is great.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: And Maddie, I, we, we sometimes ask the question, not always, but, um, what are you most proud of? But I have a feeling if we ask you today, it might be different than what it was uh, you know, a year ago. Tell us what you're most proud of in your life so
1: far. Wow, what I'm most proud of in my life. Honestly, right now, it's probably my American record I got at ISL. Cause that's just like a dream come true. It wasn't really even on my radar going into the season. And for some reason, I tend to do the best when I don't have something on my radar, It, <laughs> and which sounds counterintuitive because everyone's like, make goals, like, know what you want to do. For some reason, for me, like, when it's not on my radar, I tend to do much better. So that's probably what I'm most proud of, um, you know, especially just... Every time something happens, especially in my swimming career, like winning NCAAs or getting an American record, it just immediately brings me back to that low point. And it just, not in a bad way, it doesn't bring me back in a bad way, but it just, it makes me so gracious and thankful that I went from, you know, being to the point where I didn't want to be alive and I was sitting in my room all by myself in the dark. And then, you know, winning an NCAA championship or having an American record, like getting to swim with some of the best people in the world. Like, it really brings me a lot of gratitude.
2: Mm,
0: nice Gratitude. That's always a, a, that a wonderful feeling to, yeah. to have a lot of powerful. So um, as uh, the point of view of this amazing champion, American record holder, what traits do you think that uh, champions share?
1: Ooh, I think champions are... I think they're like dog fighters, you know, like they're, they, I think champions know what they want and they're going to go get it. They're wolves. Um, you know, like they, they hunt, they fight, they're, you know, they're going to do anything they need to get what they want. And I just, I, that's kind of how I view like champions, like the people in my life who are champions, like, um, all of my Tennessee elite girls are, you know, we're, we're wolves. We call ourselves wolves all the time. Um, we're there to protect each other but go take what we want um sarah swordstrom is you know she's a champion and that girl's you know she's i can't say the word that i want to say on the podcast <laughs> um, but she knows what she wants and she's gonna go get it and i just feel like all the you know amazing women who are champions in my life that i look up to all have that character uh, or that character trait of like they're going to take what they want and they'll do anything they can to get it
2: you have a uh nickname don't you? that somewhere along. Yeah. Yeah. Mad dog. Do you like that? Yeah. Is that, is is that something you say? I'm a mad dog.
1: I'm a mad dog. Um, (laughs) not really. Um, I got that when I was little, like when I first started swimming, one of my friend's fathers started calling me mad dog when I swam and it's always just kind of carried, carried on. I still have friends like today that call me mad dog, but yeah, I think, I think that kind of like almost embodies like, my personality too though. Like I'm, I consider myself like a pretty like scrappy person, but yeah.
0: That's awesome. Awesome. Is there anything that we have not asked you Maddie that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, share with our listeners. Imagine
2: somebody is listening to this who's depressed or anxious. What would you say to them?
1: I would say that, you know, put yourself first. You can always go to school. You can always, you know, come back to the sport of swimming. But, like, you can't always have your life back, you know? Like, if you get to a point where it can be too late. And it's never too late to swim. You're never too old to, you know, go back to school, start a new job. Like, put yourself first, whatever you have to do. Um, It's – that would be my biggest – my biggest recommendation for someone going through it. Talk to someone, go seek help. You know, it's okay to put your life on hold to put yourself first because there's only one of you and you only get one life. So you got to, you got to do whatever you got to do to make it what you want.
0: That is a great answer. We recently just did a podcast called, uh, self-care isn't selfish. So, you know, that's really, really good advice. All right. Well, we are ready for the sprinter round and you uh, got a lot of skills in the sprint area. So I'm going to just give us a quick answer. Are you ready to play? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Okay. Take your mark. Cat or dog? Dog. Red or blue? Blue. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. Kickboard or no kickboard? Kickboard. Mountains or beach? Beach. (laughs) Football or baseball? Football. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Nail polish or no nail polish? No nail
1: polish. All right.
0: We're we're right there. Both of us are with you on that one. Okay. (laughs) Maria's Maria's got some for you. Okay. Favorite color?
1: Uh
2: black. <laughs> Favorite pizza topping? Pineapple. Favorite vegetable. Ooh, broccoli. Favorite swim complex in the US. Oh, um, Alan Jones. <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait. You gotta explain Alan Jones, because I don't know I don't know where that is, and I know That's... almost every pool in the
1: country. It's Knoxville's pool. Oh, I didn't know it was called Alan Jones. Yeah, it's Alan Jones. Oh wow. When, for did they name did they recently name that?
0: Um, it was when it was built, which was probably like six or oh, okay. seven years ago. So maybe they just never um, promote it like that. Okay, cool. Well, now we know that the Tennessee pool is called Helen
2: Jones. Helen Jones. Yeah. F- favorite music genre.
1: Um, uh, EDM.
2: <laughs> I don't know what EDM is either. It's
1: like electronic dance music. Oh wow!
2: Music wow. Music. So oh, I'm wow.
1: All over the place. My husband <laughs> likes that.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I just must've aged myself there. Uh, what's your, <laughs> shoe, what's your, what's your shoe size, Maddie?
1: Uh, ten and a half.
2: Do you have any siblings?
1: I have one sister younger.
2: Favorite Star Wars character.
1: Ooh, I don't like Star Wars.
2: Favorite Harry Potter character.
1: Uh, Hermione. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't, I'm not a big Harry Potter person either. Okay. I, I don't, That's good. <laughs> that is
2: good. So you pat your head in the water. You haven't been watching these stupid movies. No. <laughs> can you cook? I can cook. What word comes to mind when you dive into the water?
1: Tranquility. Oh.
2: Hmm you I actually answered one. that like a sprinter. I loved it. It's yeah. So yeah. Cool. It's
1: so quiet and still it's beautiful. I love diving in the water. I that love is that. beautiful. You
2: beautiful. did a great job with our little sprinter round.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Maddie, we are going to
0: be cheering for you Absolutely. and no matter what happens at the trials, you're, you're a champion and that's really what matters. And we've really appreciate what you've done today. I think, I think you've, um, you've, reached a lot of people. Yes. Thanks very much. Beautiful. Thanks for having me.
1: I had a great time chatting with you guys. (laughs) All
2: right. Take care.
0: Yeah, you too. It's now time for the takeaways. Maria, you and I have heard
2: the takeaways are the best part of the show. That's right, Kelly, because the takeaways are curated information, which is what we give to our clients when we coach them. If you would like to take your
0: performance to the next level in health, life, or leadership, go to our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation.
2: Yes, just click on our coaching page and book there. We're looking forward to bringing out the champion in you. And now, the
0: takeaways. Okay, Maria, what a great interview with Maddie Bannock. And I I mean, I don't even know that we should do takeaways because people truly, truly need to listen to the entire show. Uh, If, especially if you just, want to think about mental health and mental hygiene and any athletes that are um, having challenges out there with their mental health. But um, what was your first takeaway from Maddie Bannock?
2: Yeah, I, I would just add to what you just said that Maddie is a great example of somebody who was able to take you know, uh, go go through some really tough times and come out really, really good on the other side. I mean, I think some sometimes people can be think, "Oh, I'm always going to struggle with this." It's not that she doesn't still struggle, but she's really turned her life around. So great example. I loved that interview. Please listen to it. But my takeaway was, um, I loved her attitude of of taking. So some Maddie had to went away to try. She went to 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 stay in. And, a patient facility where she could really uh, deal with her depression and anxiety. And she learned a whole bunch of tools. And then she came back to school. And I think for me, that would have been a really difficult transition. And I think she was anticipating that it was going to be challenging too. But she said, And this is my takeaway is that she decided that she was going to, she was really going to look forward to using her new tools, that she was going to look at it as a challenge. And I think that's what's amazing about her and a a quality that I want to emulate. It's like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, this is going to be hard, but I'm going to look forward to this as a challenge. It must come with sort of the champion mentality. Yeah, this is hard, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it and I'm going to be, I'm going to enjoy the challenge of it.
0: Yeah, I mean what a valuable if we if we all could do that. You yeah, know, like, okay, here comes a challenge, but I like challenges. Right, um, right. Exactly. Here, here comes
2: that, something that, hard, but know, I love a challenge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: and I think that goes a lot with how one changes their habits and how you and I coach a lot of people that you become the person that loves challenges. So yeah. instead of just, oh no, here comes a challenge, you say to yourself, I'm the kind of person that likes challenges. Right. So that's how that's Maddie sees herself. Yeah. Um so my um, my takeaway. So we're only doing one takeaway each. Is I loved the I, I, you know as someone who has suffered historically with anxiety, but I loved her her own five four three two one. So this is just valuable whether you suffer you know panic attacks or anxiety or just you're just needing to ground yourself. I think this is a great technique for grounding where you take um, the five four three two one is you take five things that you can see five things, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, one thing that you can taste. And she did say she's a touchy feely person. So she does five things that she can touch versus five things that you can see. So it's kind of just mix those, the five senses. So it's five, four, three, two, one for the five senses, and then pick whatever of those in order that you can touch five, see five, hear five, whatever you need to, um, to do go down the line. And that really takes your mind to a calmer place. So I, I, that was my, um,
2: my takeaway that I hope people will, will try. Yeah. I think that was really beautiful. And, and the point of that, I think she, I loved how she said, when I get anxious, I would tend to just like go away in my mind and, and that brings her back and that's mindfulness. And, and, and so I just, I thought that was really helpful. Yeah. Please listen yeah. to the whole yeah interview.
0: Very, very, very great interview. And, um, yeah, she's she's definitely um, a better person for what she's gone through. Yeah. Yep.
2: All right, Maria. I All love right, you. Love you, too. Talk, talk to bye. you later. Bye bye.
1: This week's quote of the week comes from Madeline Bannock. Put yourself first. Whatever you have to do. Talk to someone. Go seek help. It's OK to put your life on hold to put yourself first. There's only one of you and you only get this one life.
0: You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast with host Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Champions Mojo is produced by Cobra Media and a new episode debuts every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Follow Champions Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Champions Mojo.